Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's federal law enforcement agency. I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome back to True Crime Archives. Welcome back after a week off, too. Yes, hope everybody enjoyed the, the holiday. Yeah, hope it's nice weather wherever you guys are. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we're going to have nice weather. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to jump in again today, right? Mm-hmm. U.S. Route 29 is a major highway that runs north to south 1,036 miles from Florida to Maryland, which also includes Virginia, which is where our story is taking place today. Um, also where we're located, so I'm not sure why you picked this yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's actually <laughs> like I we could look out the window and almost almost see it technically. Um yeah. it's really close. We've driven down here many times. You you know the area. Your mother mm-hmm. and I ride the motorcycle down there. Um yeah, we've driven down there. We were probably there just the other day. Yeah, we're gonna talk about I mean like Charlottesville, Lynchburg, all of these places yeah, that we I am very far. well. But it, it well, does, I'm aware. I've yeah. been to all those places. Yeah, we went that far. It just, it's t- Route 29 and Route 28 is where we're at. So in Manassas. Wow. <laughs> in Virginia specifically, Route 29 really came about in 1931, which was to replace US 170 from Danville to Lynchburg. Eventually, they kept adding to it, and it spread to Charlottesville, Culpeper, Warrington, and Washington. But as I mentioned, our story is taking place along Route 29, mostly between Manassas and Charlottesville. Between 1996 and 2014, women have been disappearing. Uh, This remains an unsolved case, specifically the main one, the main missing person we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But there are some possibilities of of who it might be, including a serial killer who was active during this time. Mm -hmm. So... It's a little gist. All right. Like I said, there's multiple. I actually have, I think, like nine of them written down with like brief summaries. Mm-hmm. But the main person we're talking about is the first uh, woman who went missing in 1996. Her name is Elisa, Alicia Showalter Reynolds. And on March 2nd, 1996, she was actually on her way to Charlottesville from Maryland. It was a, about a 150 mile trip to meet her mom to go shopping. Um, and she took Route 29. She never arrived, though. They were supposed to meet at 1030, and her mom waited till 2, called her husband, and he ultimately was the one that reported her missing. Yeah. He said she was going Route 495 to I-66 to Route 29, because at some point, you got to get off, and it becomes a little bit more rural, and well, it's not necessarily rural, yeah. but a little bit to, to get to Charlottesville, you, you need... Route well, in 1996, 29. it was less. Yeah. Pop- so 495 up. is the Beltway. It goes all the way around D.C. and Northern Virginia. That's how you have to come yeah. from Maryland. And then I-66 goes straight from D.C. out sort of west. I mean, that's and how. Then that's route, that's route 29, yeah. That's how we get yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's how you guys come and visit us, right? right. We get off so, on 28, though. So they get off on, on Route 29 somewhere around this area. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
This is 1996. Sadie is Alicia's mom. She had actually just gotten a cell phone earlier in that year. Uh, it's a little, it's a new thing, right? That's kind of early. Yeah. So she was among the first to get a cell phone. Alicia had not gotten a cell phone, though. And the day before, in preparation for this big, long trip, she did write down her mom's cell phone number. And that's just something that was mentioned later because they mm-hmm. found it in the car. Uh, so she just writes the phone number down on a piece of paper for the drive. So she's missing, right? At around like 2 p.m., her husband calls the police because he just talked to her his, her mom. So he calls the police. And a little bit later, I think in the day or like the next day, her car was a Mercury Tracer, was found three miles outside of Culpeper. Right, off of Route 29. Yes. A little, with, let's see, more rural now at this point. With a white napkin underneath the windshield wiper. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead. Her car was found on Route 29. That's right. Which is at the car. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. It's on <laughs> It's on Route 29 mm-hmm. just before Culpeper. Yep, with a white napkin underneath the windshield, windshield wiper. Question, is this the thing throughout the entire United States, or is no this idea. just an East Coast thing? I have no idea. I because never knew this. I, same, until we came back to America from Japan. I never knew this. I didn't I, I never I'm, knew this. And I'm pretty sure I've only seen it out here on the East Coast. Like between oh, you've heard Virginia. of this before? You've never seen cars on the side of the road with like shirts sticking out the window? Or like things on the windshield wiper? It's supposed to oh. like, yeah, it's supposed to be so like they don't tow your car right away. Like if you break down, I've never, I've, n- I was never taught this in driving school. No, me, me neither. But you literally, you're telling me you've never noticed no, cars. No, I didn't. Next, I've noticed them, but I didn't know that's what that was for. Yeah, that's a specific thing. That's, didn't you no. read that? Yeah, that's a specific thing. So I was going to ask you because I've never seen it before. <laughs> okay, well, somebody please tell me. <laughs> Someone message yeah. us or comment and tell me like what that is. Anywho, yeah, okay. So this is still March. This is like March second, so, March third. Okay, so but to back up, so the police is saying, okay, right off the bat, it looks like maybe she broke down. Right. That's, so that's the first thing going through their mind right. is they're assessing. That's this. the purpose of that thing. Yeah, yeah. they found they found that. Well, our diatribe about not knowing that. <laughs> I don't want to confuse people. I mean, I know that that's yeah, the yeah. purpose of it. I just so <laughs> the cops are like, oh, okay, we found a car and it looks like it was broken down mm-hmm. because of that. Right. All right. And then May 7th, so this is like two months later, right? 1996. Her body is actually found 15 miles from her car. Police believe she was murdered on the same day. Which is now it's south. It, now it's off of Route 29, as I was saying. I say I got ahead again. I was thinking we were talking about where the body was discovered. Mm-hmm. You right. always do that. Yep. Some, And it was like really... Like almost skeletal remains. The vultures were circling and somebody saw that. That's the only reason her body was found. Yeah, because the vultures were, uh-huh. were circling. So they believe it was someone who knew the area. Yep. Well. Mm-hmm. Right after this, there are witnesses that come forward saying they saw Alicia getting help from a white man in his late 30s or early 40s between 5'10 and six inch, six feet tall. Can I back up for a minute? Yeah. You know, you we kind of got there fast, but this is this is what w- what was going on. You know, the husband, the mother, because the mother was waiting for her to go shopping, and then she calls the dad, and, and the dad's like, "Well, you know, so it was foggy outside. It was it was the weather was bad. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, foggy. Yeah. And it was drizzle. Yeah, so yeah. so they didn't 
they I weren't totally in a, in, a, in a panic. And at some point, I think it was at six o'clock at night. She called the husband and he yeah, even was like, there's bad yeah. weather down here in Maryland. Yeah. So it was six o'clock at night when, when they had found the car. And then two months later, they found the uh, the body. But what they did, they um, the police inspected that vehicle at this point, right? Right. That's where they found her. Yeah. I mentioned the, the phone number. Yeah, so they found the body. I, I don't know. I can't tell how they proved it was her, though. Yeah, I didn't see any of that information yeah. in my research. But what they did, so now they're thinking, how does she end up over here dead? And they inspected the vehicle, and there was nothing wrong with the vehicle. Yeah. In a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to go on a little rant about this. Right, so back to what you're saying. Or did we kind of skip ahead again, right? So as they were looking for the body, the the news media started to do coverage, right? Mm-hmm. So in between in between that two months and after they found her, witnesses came forward. Is that what you were talking about? I mentioned the witnesses, yeah. yeah. There was actually 20 of them. 20 of them came forward. No, that's something different. Those are the women. That's the women that came forward. You're jumping ahead again. Okay, go ahead. So there's just witnesses. It, there's There was no specific number on how many witnesses. just says that they come forward saying they saw Alicia getting help from a white man, late 30s to 40s, between 5'10 and 6 feet tall. So that's the description they have to go on. And then 20 women come forward with their info. Right, I'm sorry, you're right. Three, wit- three witnesses. Yes. So, <laughs> so what they were kind of canvassing the area. They did a roadblock mm-hmm. in the area, and they're just stopping people. I, I, it's not really a roadblock. It was like... As you were driving like by, a checkpoint. Yeah, check. Yeah, that's more like it because people drive Route 29 all the time, right? What they do? Hey, did you see this woman? Did, oh, and then out of all that, three three witnesses said, "Yeah, we saw we saw her talking to a, a man, a white man." Yeah. Don't talk to men. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry, best. I was. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited again. <laughs> So the witnesses, and then after this, about 20 women come forward saying a similar looking man had tried to get them to pull over on that same road or tried to flag them down to say something was wrong with their car. Mm-hmm. Um, I have scary, ignore all humans in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Well, some people did. Some of them did. Yeah. Uh, b- but I'm giving this as a PSA. Please don't pull over for any... Uh, anything yeah. other than like if you get into an accident i i don't understand mm-hmm. especially not on a rural oh, northern yeah. virginia road yeah i mean maybe back in 1996 mm. people were a little bit more trusting but no i like no. how and what i what i couldn't understand was like how was he trying to tell them that there was something wrong with their car was he like trying yeah, to say so that there was said, like a brake light out so or something what, so it so 20 is significant because they they're able to piece together all that information and get a good a good mo where and when too and, and, right and get a good mo and what what they consistently said that he was racing up next to him and beeping saying there's something wrong with your car your car's sparking your car there's sparks coming from your car right so that's pretty alarming that that's a good you know that's a good move I guess on his part it's pretty alarming to get to get some oh my gosh. I got to stop. I got to pull over and stop. So that's how he was initially doing it. There was one woman that did pull off, but she like 
he started following her and she specifically drove to like a deal like a mechanic or someplace yeah. to have someone else look at it that's what i would have done so, <laughs> i probably would have taken him seriously yeah. but i wouldn't have pulled over for him to look so th- that's what i'm saying like were they were able to get a, a story from these witnesses because some people stopped mm-hmm. some people took a ride some people uh blew him off and, and kept driving right mm-hmm. and what they said was he would get agitated when they wouldn't pull over and he would start hitting the steering wheel and stuff. And cursing and, and cussing like, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. So that was interesting. The That was consistent. The other thing is he, some people he actually dropped off to the nearest payphone. He, he said, yeah. he, he gets under the car, looks, says, yeah, you have, you have some serious problems. You're going to need to get to a mechanic right away. And, and I'm, I can give you a ride. There's one up the street and they got in the car and he actually dropped them off. That's so, weird. So, well, is it? Well, yeah, okay. Because then, right before... Alicia. Seven days before. Right before Alicia, he does this, and a young lady gets in the car, mm-hmm. and he kept saying, hey, the lights, I- I'm pulling over, the lights behind me, let me pull over, let he them go by. Over, getting back on, pulling that, over. That's right. Uh, someone's riding your butt, you know, yeah. and, you, and you pull over. And one time he tried to grab her. Mm-hmm. What'd she do? She fought back. Yeah, and he he got upset and pushed her out pushed of the car. Pushed her out. Yeah, and this she, is seven days yeah, before. Yeah, she, she got hurt because she the seatbelt, she was caught on the seatbelt. Yeah, she, she broke, broke her, her ankle, ankle and everything. Yeah. So you you, you you see the progression there? Uh-huh. Hey, beeping, hey, there's something. He, 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 it's like hitting you over the head, right? Hey, there's something alarming happened to your vehicle. Sparks, pull over. Oh, and gets underneath. Oh, yes. He's trying to see how much he can get but away by with. By the way, he's kind of saying that woman is stupid, too. Don't know yeah. anything about, about cars, right? That kind of gets you mad, too, you know? And and then he says, oh, look, you got to get to the, you got to, you can't drive it. You got to get to mechanic. I, I can drop you off there. So some he, he takes and drops them off or drops them off the next phone. Some say no when he gets visibly mad. And then this, the last one, he makes a move on, and she fights. Yeah. So it looks like, and this is what the police's theory, the police, uh, the state police theory is, and I agree with it. He's testing his mo. He's doing dry runs. Yeah, makes sense. Hmm. Was that it? <laughs> you you stopped. It sounded like you were gonna keep no, going. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm talking about. Don't I get to talk about stuff too? Yeah, okay. but it sounded like you yeah. were gonna keep going. So he, so he's testing his, you know, he's got an idea. So this is all, this goes to the mind of where he's at and what he wants to do. He wants to start um, kidnapping and probably raping, murdering women. So he's testing this out to see if it works. Is my story believable? Right. Will this work? Mm-hmm. You know, but 20, can you imagine 20? So that, that's a, he was out there practicing. Yeah. According to Special Agent Thomas Carter with the FBI in Fredericksburg, mm-hmm. uh, I actually have a quote. It says, he says, uh, most of the witnesses talked about a man who would come up behind them or beside them in a dark, small pickup truck, flashing his headlights, honking his horn, looking mm-hmm. in any way he could to attract their attention. Most of the women that did have some concern for their vehicle did manage to pull off to the side of the road. He immediately jumps underneath the vehicle, conducts an examination, comes out, and then engages them in very polite conversation about the mechanical difficulties that he has allegedly uncovered. Yeah. So 
yeah, he he's very polite is what they all said mm, too. Like they had no idea. I, you that know, now unless you're driving a piece of junk car, yeah, you got th- there's computers in your car. You'll have check engine lights and stuff. There, there should be nothing like the only thing I can think of in my lifetime that would cause sparks is like your mufflers hanging. And I had a 1974 Plymouth Scamp back in the day. Maybe mm-hmm. then on that type of, you know, it would be hanging. Yeah. And you put a coat hanging and put it up there or whatever you do. But I can't think of anything that would cause something to spark, even in 1996. So good on good on the ones that didn't stop. Yeah. And even like someone pulling up beside you telling you something's wrong with your car, I would just not even imagine. The only thing that I could think of is because this has happened to me before when I was in L.A., uh my it was on the spark funny enough the Uh my tire i had a flat tire and someone did pull up next to me and was like yelling at me to roll down my window and was like you have a flat tire but they weren't like asking me to pull over or anything yeah Yeah, so like that's the only thing i could think of but i had a quote from the virginia state police also but it was basically they just said the same thing they think that he was practicing doing a dry Mm -hmm. run um getting you know the courage up to do what he was going to do. And so they're able to... They're, so they're doing their investigation, right? Because they have... They had skill- over 100,000 leads, yeah, by the way. Yeah, uh, 10,000. Well, I found... 10,000. 10, oh, 10,000. You're right. I yeah, have that 10,000. 10, I read it wrong. So, but So they have somebody... They have a, de- a dead body, right? And But they're actually able to put together the MO, a description, mm-hmm. and a timeline based on these witnesses. Right, so some of these young ladies probably just said, "Ah, oh, what a jerk!" Right, or something, mm-hmm. or "What a nice guy, he dropped me off." And then they found out later, "That's weird. There's nothing wrong with my car." Right? Yeah. But then, when this was in the press, and when the police were, were going to the press and saying, they're "Hey, like, oh. so they come together." So because of all these witnesses, they're able to put together a, a, a mo, a description, a timeline, when and kind of piece it all all sort of together. So that, yeah. So that's what they're doing. What did they get at the crime scene? At the uh, the well. The body was moved, so they have the vehicle, and then mm-hmm. they have the body. What I, I don't know what they got other than... Yeah, I couldn't find mm. much of that. Because remember, so I did a lot more research into the bigger... You guys, when we picked this case, it, this is a big thing, and I did, I did a lot of different research into the bigger theories and stuff. Right, so... You're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, that from, that's, um, that's my part. <laughs> from 1996 to 2014, what happened subsequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they they have the car. So they secured the car in evidence. And they probably went through it and, and collected things. But in 2013, the state police contact the, the family. They weren't too forthcoming. But they said, hey, good news. We're going to resubmit a bunch of evidence to the lab. And the only thing I can think of and I can see is maybe they, they're going to try to see if there's like trace DNA, you know, because now remember, over the years, as we've talked in our episodes, the science and technology got better. So like when you touch something, like here, you touch the top of your computer, you, you know, you leave, you leave DNA there. That's what I'm thinking they're, they're looking at. And two things, if they find anything, they can only run it against the known bad guys in the databases, which I'm guessing that there's no no DNA. And then if they do have have DNA, trace DNA, they'll probably hold on to it until they, they get a bad guy. 
I'm under the belief that they don't have enough DNA. Probably not. I was going to say, too, because there was like a connection between all of the other cases, Mm -hmm. like one of the other cases. I think it was Alexis Murphy because she was the one that uh, went missing in 2013. But uh, the next girl that actually went missing was Anne Carolyn McDaniel. Mm -hmm. So she was found her burned remains were found 10 miles from where Alicia Showalter was uh her where her body was found mm-hmm. i think maybe they had like they might have had all that dna together and maybe they tested it again i think that's what yeah, it was no, in 2013 good, yeah. I, i'm i'm i believe that they didn't have much from uh, her car from hers at least yeah. because remember he it, we believe the story the mo to be correct and that he pulls them over and then gets looks under the car and says, Hey, it's possibly he didn't even touch it. It's possible he you know Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I can imagine for her though there's stuff well, yeah, if he got her in his car. Well and and, and then it was skeletal remains. So it's possible they don't they don't have anything. So Yeah. Other but, than the description. And I think we're gonna do the description uh, at the end or what? Are you going to talk about what happened now, subsequent to 1996? Uh, yes, because it's kind of all connected. So that, like, when you told me this, mm-hmm. like Route 29 stalker, when I when you Google it, guys, like when you go to look into it, there's like nine missing women that come up, and it. So I went down a whole another avenue of this case. Yeah, we're so. we're focused on the one. Alicia, right? Right. Because so that seems to be the first one. She, her murder is unsolved. Right. To this day. So I'm, I'm going to have the information at the end right. if you know anything. And there seems to be somebody, a predator, who practiced the dry runs right. and ended up with her potentially as his first victim. Right. Right after that, in still in 1996, Julianne Williams and Alora. They were 24 and 26 years old, found dead at their campsite in Shenandoah National Park. That was in May of 1996. That one... Not necessarily on Route 29. Right. But that when you Google Route 29 stalker, know, that I has... Know, yeah, I know. So it's a little confusing. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, Anne Carolyn McDaniel, she was last seen in Orange on September 18th, 1996. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a little bit more like in line with the 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 guy the Route 29 stalker yeah. who killed Alicia, and then we have it skips a little bit Morgan Dana Harrington. She was 20 years old. She was a Virginia Tech student. Mm-hmm. So she actually went missing October 17th, 2009. Okay, and then January 26, 2010, her body was found at uh, Anchorage Farm in Albemarle. Albem- I can never pronounce uh, Albemarle. this. Albemarle Albemarle County, County, which is Charlottesville, right on Route 29. So. We actually have a conviction in her case, mm-hmm. along with another one that is considered to be the Route 29 stalker, which is, again, I was All like... Well, just talk about it. Talk, so, yeah, we're, we're, Jesse Matthew was formally charged for Morgan Harrington's murder on September 15th, 2015, and she, he was also convicted of uh, Hannah Graham's murder. When I was like doing this, I was like, wait, so is he the Route 29 stalker? Because he's two of these women he's killed, but there's like three different people so samantha ann clark she was 19 years old she was last seen in orange also on september 13th 2012 and then 
actually, this one has a recent update. Since 2012, Samantha Clark has been a missing person. Right, Dad? Mm -hmm. January 15th, 2021, so just this year, Orange uh, PD reclassified her case as a murder because of new info and forensic technology advances. But her going missing in Orange kind of is in more line with the other, the 1996 ones, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then... We have Sage Smith. She was 19 years old, last seen in Charlottesville in 2012. On the 29, same thing, same place. Right. And this one, so the next person we're going to talk about is Alexis Murphy. Murphy. So Sage was actually waiting for a date very close to where Alexis Murphy's car was found, would be found. Sage's case remains unsolved. However, Eric McFadden is a person of interest, is what it said, and I think... That was just in her case. So Alexis Murphy, this was August 3rd, 2013. She was 17 years old, left her home in Shipman on her way to Lynchburg. Uh, her car was found outside of theater of a theater off of Route 29 in Charlottesville. And what, her what year remains, are we at now? Did this you is, say? This is 2013. 2013. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Her remains were discovered on private proper, property December 20th, 2020. So she was not found for seven years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are was, actively she, working this case. She also wasn't positively ID'd until February 5th of this year. Randy Taylor has been taken into custody, was taken into custody in 2013, and later found guilty of first-degree murder in her case. So she has a conviction, too. But what what is interesting is that Sage Smith went missing right by where Alexis's car was found. So, okay. So either so, we have a lot of bad people in this right, area, yeah, or there is like. So so how many people convicted right now? Two people convicted. Okay, and for two separate murders. One guy killed two girls. Okay, and then and we, yeah, yes. one other murder. But if they, if the state police had DNA in Alicia's case from 1996, they would have already tried to match it. Do you know what I'm saying? And they would have been. Uh, unless unless that's what's ongoing right now right unless they yeah. say but that was 2013 now i i do have a request in a freedom of information act request into this to the the state police the virginia state police just to see what they what they give us lot. what they give us because you're right like so they have two guys just now jesse matthews in 1996 he was in like freaking high school mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think okay so we can rule him out yeah and hit it was a little. It was very similar, but it was a little different. I, I, I think I would rule out Jesse Matthews, especially when they consistently everybody said between thirty five and forty five years old. Yeah, and he basically confessed. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they yeah. had to hunt him down. He, he ran to Texas, uh, it, but they had DNA on him. If you so. had all these young gals in their twenties thinking someone's between thirty five and forty five, he probably is. They would have recognized somebody who was younger. I mean, he looked a little older, I will say, yeah. but I wouldn't. Yeah, All right, so we can guess. probably cross him out. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, and he has a whole rap sheet. He was, and that leaves us with who's the other guy? Uh, so Eric McFadden, mm-hmm. Randy Taylor, and then the. So those two guys are still convicted of of uh, other murders, right? A uh, Randy Taylor, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, Randy Taylor. The other one you we ruled out. What's Randy Taylor's 
gig. Do we? What do we think he? Again, if if they have DNA in Alicia's case, they they're gonna tie him to that because they'll have his DNA on file since he's convicted. Yeah, which and they haven't so far. So okay. Uh, the other one is Richard Mark Evanitz, which yeah. he was an active serial killer active in the area killer. at the same time. On uh, Route Twenty Nine. I've never. I had not heard of him. Now, we go back to what we said in the beginning, right? If you're coming from the north, you go 495 to I-66 to Route 29. It was, mm-hmm. it's, it's a main road, and you know, even out here, it's it's a pain in the butt. It's well, it's a little different now in you know, 2021 with yeah, it's built up. Yeah, and I'm sure there wasn't this much traffic. But it was the main route to get down to like Charlottesville yeah. and, and like Lynchburg and, and all that down in there, you know, uh, a lot of places people go. So it could just be as simple as that. It was just the main hub. A yeah. Main, a main state road that, yeah. that, you know, okay. I mean, it but is a, a little, seri- the- what's the serial killer's gig? He was active around 90, 1996. See the police yeah. are saying the police are saying it's it's highly unlikely to have multiple offenders in one area at one time. See, but he was also he's responsible for the deaths of three girls in Spotsylvania, Spotsylvania County, oh, which wow. is which is yeah, which is um way off from twenty nine. Um, yeah, and then yeah. he was also convicted uh, convicted for the abduction and rape of a girl in South Carolina. Yeah, the family believes he's confessed to different crimes though. To Alicia's family believes it's him really yeah i'm not sure i i know or can opine or agree with you would it's not likely to have more than one serial killer at at the same time oh i do remember hearing of him he he abducted uh the 16 year old girl from loriella park Mm -hmm. was that that was in 1996 Mm -hmm. yeah uh, a month later, off uh, in Creek, off of State Route Three in King George. I don't, I don't know though. He wasn't really anywhere root, near Route Twenty Nine. I, I know. In Massaponics too, he was su- yeah, suspected in nineteen ninety four. That's right. That's not. That's not near Route Twenty Nine. I mean, in nineteen ninety seven, uh, he abducted. I mean, it's eventually by Twenty Nine. Yeah, he wasn't really anywhere root, near Route Twenty Nine. Yeah. Well, the the. The family, the family believes it's him because only because he was a convicted, uh, convicted serial killer, right? Yeah, I, I, I get understand that logic, but look at his picture, though. Do you think his picture looks like the rendition that they came up with for the Route Twenty Nine stalker? I mean, it's pretty generic. Yeah, it's, he's thirty five to forty five, right? Y- yeah. So hold on, March second is when she went missing, nineteen ninety six. Okay, and I, I guess I mean yeah, I guess that was. But again, if the state police have DNA from Alicia's murder, they will connect it to this guy because he's a convicted murderer and he his DNA is on file. You know what I'm saying? And so Anne Carolyn McDaniel, she went missing on September eighteenth, nineteen ninety six. And he, on September 9th, abducted the girl in Spotsy. So either way. And a month later. So I don't. Oh, I, either yeah, way. I don't either way. These three bad guys are in jail for murder. If the state police. Two. Have, he committed suicide. Oh, that's right. He this, confessed. Uh, yeah. So he confessed. Who? 
to his sisters. Yeah. Uh, the evidence. Evidence. Yeah. He, he confessed to his sisters that he killed and All did right. a lot more crimes right before he committed suicide. Okay, so that brings a twist in. So how do they should be able to get his DNA? They don't really have probable cause to get a warrant necessarily, but they should be able to. You know, is this maybe where they're gonna they're trying to get a hold of the family and get some DNA? But they should be. Oh yeah, now I see. Um, but the other two guys in jail, they should be able to match DNA. I don't think the state police have DNA from Alicia's um, murder. I just don't think they do. They're gonna have. I don't to. know how they so would this either. Guy's, this guy's deceased, right? Mm-hmm. Was he convicted at the time though? Yeah, it said he was. So he must have uh, confessed to them while he was in prison. Yeah, Uh, this guy—they have his DNA. I I don't. I'm. I'm not convinced that they have. Yeah, I didn't go down a super big rabbit hole on him because I don't. I don't really think. Yeah. Yeah, we're focused on on the Alicia um, murder, but um, he was right. I think, and also he had. Down in South Carolina too, there was um, yeah. That's why I, a kidnapping and assault. Listen, I, as you guys can see, this case is super in depth, and yeah. there's a lot of twists and turns. I right. it was very confusing. But it's it's the Route 29 stalker. We, I don't. I don't think I that don't it's think, one person. I think, right. So I think so, overall, Route 29 stalker is. How about Route 29? I I don't think right, it's one right. person. So. The Route 29 stalker was obviously dubbed by the media and police or whatever. That that gets into people's heads, mm-hmm. right? It Remember the whole DC sniper? You probably don't remember, but the whole DC sniper thing? I mean, yeah. It started off as a white van, and yeah. it wasn't even close to a white van. They had pe- people going everywhere, um, and, it, and it turned out to be a little like a Lincoln Continental yeah. or something with the guy in the back of the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Route 29 stalker, Again, I I think I think there's a couple other things that are possible. It's just a main hub, yeah. And all these murders kind of kind of converge. Now, what you can't get away from is the twenty witnesses that all come up with the same story, same mo. Somebody somebody doing this, yeah. So there is somebody out there, and there I think, is somebody out there that was preying on on women and trying to get them to pull over. And I think maybe so a good that's amount. The stalker. I think a good amount, a few of these women could be, these cases could be connected. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe yeah, Anne McDaniel and Alicia and Alexis Murphy and Sage, like I think they could, I think they, those could potentially be connected. Mm-hmm. They're all very similar ages found in very, very similar uh, areas along mm-hmm. route 29. Um, they're mm-hmm. all near each other. Yep. They all had connections to each other. And if you look at it, it kind of is a progression of the murderer. He goes from, you know, what he did to Alicia mm-hmm. to then Anne's body remains were burned. So it, it's kind of yeah. I, I could I could see maybe them being connected. Right. But I think the I think the thing that, that confuses the issue is they don't know they don't have any DNA in Alicia's um case and that's if, really if they the did, one if they did they'd probably be able to put this stock at the rest because there probably is right. a, an individual but it's it's not looking like it like and you that's, said that's the one that connects the one person to all those 20 women yes that's correct so that, that that's alicia's correct. case yep. is the most important one that's, that we need to i, I agree with you solve that, i agree with you that that in order to find out or, they're all important they need to be solved. or that's the case that Makes it the stalker, right? That's the one that the connects ca- it to Route Twenty Nine and yeah. the stalker, yeah, and the st- one person, right, right. 
Yeah. All right. This is yeah. We I don't know that we helped anybody, but um, it's uh, get the information out there. Yeah. I have all the n- the numbers. Yeah. If anyone has any information, what's the description of this of this guy? He's a white male, clean cut, somewhere between five ten. Oh, and that's six, what I said earlier. And, yeah, and six feet, thirty five to forty five years of age. Well, that was in nineteen ninety six. Medium built, right? I don't know, medium built, and. They all pretty much came up with like a dark Nissan pickup, one of them little Nissan pickup trucks. It's not likely yeah, he would have that now. Yeah, probably nineties. Might be um, sitting in a garage somewhere. Do we have a rendition? There's a rendition we'll be posting. Uh, I think there's a a, yeah. a, a, a a sketch artist. Yeah, I can post um, that. We'll we'll end up posting. And then also, if anyone has any information specifically related to Alicia's case, because that's the the stalker case, or any information on those twenty women, what they uh, what happened to them, you can call the Virginia State Police Culpeper Division at one eight hundred five seven two 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 six zero, or the Bureau of Criminal Investigation at one eight 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 three hundred. 0156. You can also email, and I'll put that email up on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. But yep. if you have okay. any information on Alicia's case. Yeah, if you're in that area, if you remember some sort of weirdo trying to approach you or what have you, it, it's it's important. Yeah. I don't know if he... I, I See, I don't know if I feel like he continued to do that, though. Yeah, I, this this case is, is not complete. Right. And like I said, I, I I reached out to the Virginia State Police and did a freedom of information request. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they give us, and if it helps, we'll go ahead and do an update. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks for sticking with us for this one. This you know this is kind of all over the place. Yeah, this is more like our discussions that we have that that yeah. that, that launched the idea of Hannah and I doing a, a podcast. This is how we. This is how we do it. We go back and forth. We discuss things, and yeah. and some things aren't complete. And I had different notes because, <laughs> because when I well, no, we did, bo- I did we, it, we each did a good chunk of it, and together yeah. we kind of have an overall understanding of what what's going on. I just I went more in depth, guys, yeah. into the <laughs> the theories and all the how everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty deep. All right, but so again, don't pull over for anyone. <laughs> that is trying to talk to you please but yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this one we hope you enjoyed the holiday week off last week uh we still will be here next week not taking a break again yet as always please give us a rate and review on apple uh you can also do that on anchor.fm but uh we love hearing your feedback and seeing what you guys say about us on apple you can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. And then, as I mentioned before, we are on Twitter now. It's TC Archives Pod. You can follow us on there. Um, and yeah, I think that's all the social media right now. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later.